just got paid. But the man needs to give me a raise. Need to work. Welcome to episode two of the Whole Again Hooligan podcast here with me, Jay Felix. Um, thank you for anyone who's been supporting so far and supporting the album. I've been quite enjoying putting these things together. And I thought for this episode, we think about uh, Joel Culpepper, someone I've been a fan of for quite a long time and then had the pleasure with, of working with uh, through some of the stuff I was doing with Swindle, both in the studio and on the stage in the tour in 2019. So me and Joel hooked up on the phone uh, after a very busy summer. We had both had a busy summer. Um in October to talk a little bit about Joel's touring life, some of the collaborations he's been doing and um, what we can expect from Joel Culpepper in times to come. He's got a project he's been cooking up with um, Swindle and a bunch of other people and it's sounding very tasty indeed. And it went down a little something like this. Hello, mate. Hello, Joel. How's it going, mate? You all right? All good, you? <laughs> yeah, all good, mate. All good, all good. You been all right? Just been at it, mate. <laughs> Yeah, what, writing lots and all the rest of it? Trying to finish the record. Um, yeah, mate, just just trying to plan next yeah. year, really. Okay. That's the, that's, that's the goal at the minute. But it's, it's going well. It's just, yeah, I've, I've been in the woods again. <laughs> 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 no, it's all gravy. I know it's all a part of the process. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. So just um, on that on that subject, Joel, um, can you just sort of tell me a little bit about what's what's going on? I know, obviously, we know each other, so we've been talking about this yeah. a lot. But just for the listeners, can you tell me what's what's going on with you? What what is the project you're working on at the moment? Um. So I am. I'm working on my debut album, and um, yeah, mate, it's been it's been two and a half years. Uh, in its making, and um, this is a bit of an, an exclusive, to be honest, mate. No one really knows what I've been up to. Um, they just know I've been on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been touring loads, and um, but in between that that time, I've been in the studio working with some amazing musicians and producers, and just trying to trying to get a body of work that I'm sort of you know proud of, and that I can you know that can try and stand the test of time. Yeah. That's the, that's sort of been the goal throughout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great time. Amazing. Really good time. So you, you have just been on the road a lot, haven't you? You've been touring, not just with your band, but also obviously we've well, done some swindle stuff <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, D- DJ great, Yoda. Man. Yeah. It's Loved brilliant, it. man. Awesome time on the road. I mean, yeah. That's where we met, really, wasn't it, originally? Yeah, mate. I, yeah. I, we had performed together probably first. Before I, but before before I remember meeting, meeting I, I yeah. performed with you, which was at <laughs> uh, Swindle's Bush Hall show. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was another great moment. And uh, that kind of kicked off a lot of the year because, obviously, that was the end of end of last year and um december i remember that time quite well um the year had already been busy but mm. i knew the year coming up would be even busier mm. and um that was the sort of that was the start of it uh mm. doing that show with you guys and then um going on the road myself mm. i think i actually toured with yoda yes. perhaps first yeah. 
then yourselves and then and then my own tour. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the order of that. I think I it was think, Yoda, then me, then you guys. I think at one point there wasn't any order. I think during the summer, because you did tours, didn't you? You did. We we did the swindle thing with you. Yeah. Of, of course, Koji Radical, Eva, lots of guests, wouldn't there? Um, it was amazing. Arcs. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing way to start the year as well, wasn't it? But then yeah. obviously you you did you did some records on well quite a lot of guesting, wasn't it on that on that Yoda record. So yeah, I I featured uh, on London Fields and got to do a, a Jungle Brothers collab, which Amazing. was surreal. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was great to go and ride with Ed O.G. and Eva. Yeah. Um, so it just felt like it was all happening at the same time, and um, that was it. I finished my tour, and yeah, it was the following day that I actually hit the road with you guys on that massive tour bus, and uh, me and Swindle had stayed in a hotel just next door to where the, the tour bus had, was picking us up because we had done my finale show at Earth the night before. Um, he joined me on stage as well as a few others a few other guests yeah brilliant brilliant wow so you were straight off the yeah. back of that onto the European leg of or the UK and Europe leg of that's Spindle, right yeah and wow okay and then summer obviously you were doing all three weren't you uh, yeah some yeah, shows, yeah some swindle shows and then the song was just a mixed bag shows. of everyone and um <laughs> I finished up in Europe uh with with just myself and 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 the band the boys uh doing germany which was it was it was really really cool germany's been really kind to me and you know i feel like hasselhoff when i go there uh it's just <laughs> weird that you know i've sort of Amazing. gathered this fan base out in that region of the world but you know i, I definitely feel the love out in germany and it was yeah, great because it you know we'd been hamburg the year before but this was Frankfurt and Mannheim and then and then Berlin so it was nice that it was a different part of Germany and it was still receptive it was still you know such great crowds and and people who were genuinely you know they knew the songs they knew you know they knew my sort of career up to this point and um you know it was a really nice way to slow down um and sort of you know see the year out really um with those set of shows, it was it was great, really really cool. Great. And do you think because obviously you, you did that seminal performance of Woman on Colours, right? And that isn't that based in Germany? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That platform yeah. came out of Berlin, and uh, you know it's obviously got a global platform now. And do you think has that got anything to do with the love that you're getting over? I think there? I think it definitely contributed. Definitely, hundred um, percent. You know, Colours is such a groundbreaking um platform event you know for established artists but but you know mainly for people who you might not be aware of that are doing really interesting great things and um you know they i think they do a really really great job in representing uh the industry mm-hmm. a, a more rounded um lens on how the industry is, is and looks um and and what's going on in different pockets of the world and it sort of stems from you know obviously uk artists like myself to you know i've seen people from uh europe to 
Australia, um, all around the world, you know, they seem to be able to pick up all these artists that are doing great, amazing things from all around the world. And it's just encouraging to know that the, you know, music is changing and, you know, your sort of reach Mm. to people and how far it goes is, is pretty endless nowadays. And, uh, you know, they're one of the leaders of that. So they definitely have helped, um, help me to, you know, to be more visible amongst, uh, a community of music lovers. And, um, yeah, it's great. You know, they came, actually the team came to my last show in Berlin, which was great to see them. Awesome. And, uh, you know, the, the growth that they, that they've would, would have witnessed since doing the show in nearly in December will be two years. So, you know, a lot of people wow. think it was yesterday, but it's, it's actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's good to see people um, with a platform like that genuinely supporting yeah. the artists that they have to come on board to do a performance because I think sometimes, um, and pointing no fingers, but sometimes we can all be a bit guilty, and I know you don't like this word, but of of collecting content <laughs> for the sake of collecting content. I love that word, content. It's love like, it. you know, <laughs> and it's like, actually, how authentic is it? But I get the impression, especially, I didn't know they came to your show, and that's good to hear that people will, are genuinely supportive. Yeah, I think, you know, highlighting that word content, I think, you know, obviously it's a necessity, especially in into sort of today's way of getting your music out. I think when it becomes the number one thing to have as opposed to it's a natural um, sort of outlet and... Um, sort of a, 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 a different mediums or, or things that you're doing to represent your music. Um, I think when that, when it's second, it's great. I think when it's first, it can come across a little bit contrived and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the music is not at the forefront. It's not at the center of, of actually what you're doing. And, you know, once, once it's the right way around, um, I think it's a great thing. And, and you know, I've seen some amazing content, <laughs> type things uh, from different artists that I've been really inspired by and, and it's helped me to be inspired to do things and stuff but I think when the music is first those, those that, that balance is really really at its best yeah. and um, yeah Colours for example you know rocking up to the show you know demonstrates really that you know it, it's about the music because it wasn't an announcement mm. it wasn't mm. let me get pictures and, f- and film joel it was like let me come and see his gig mm. and be in the moment of that show and tell him how great he was you know that that's between me and them you know it's it's yeah that's it's genuine yeah yeah there's a lot yeah. to be said for that it goes a lot long, a lot absolutely way, doesn't it from from human to human sort of thing um just just whilst we're talking about colours, I was just thinking about colours and obviously your music's very soulful and a lot of the music that people like colours promote is very soulful. And just generally it feels like obviously your Swindles record that um did you were you on that record? No, no, no that's the, that's another beautiful <laughs> no. thing as well. Yeah. Bless but, him. Uh you know, because he he really included me within that whole um album without me yeah. even being yeah, on it yeah. you know we, 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 we're sort of long-term yeah. collaborators we've known each other for quite a few years now but you know 
I wasn't on the actual record, but I think for him, he still felt I was a part of that whole journey. And, you know, initially I felt a bit of an imposter. Right. Coming on the road with you guys, feeling a bit like, well, I'm not actually on this record. (laughs) And, um, you know, I don't want people mistakenly thinking that I am when, you know, obviously all these amazing artists are a part of it. But, you know, Swindle's quite dismissive in those types of ideas. Yes, in that he's, you know, very much about, we just got to put everybody on. We've got to put everybody on. Anyone that's good is a part of this and is a part of what it is I'm trying to do. And uh, he made sure that I was a part of the tour. He made sure I was a part of doing Glastonbury with you guys. And it's, again, you know, another sign of somebody that puts music Mm, first. And it's kind of like, it's not about the ego or anything other than no I really want you to, you know, we've done this amazing song, Woman, together. It was on your EP, but, you know, let's, let's use it as a part, as, as an encore for, for our own set of shows. So, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased that I got, I got to do that with mm. you guys. Really, really chuffed. Mm. I feel the same way as you, mate. I feel gen- genuinely quite honoured to be a part of the whole thing. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's very true and these are some of the things you've already sort of touched on some of the things I sort of wanted to talk about as well was that one one thing was that actually the whole talking about you know Swindle's record is quite soulful especially in comparison to some of his previous work a lot of the stuff you're doing yeah. incredibly it's very soulful um, other artists that Swindle has been working with and just generally other artists on Colours as well it feels like a good time for soul music right are you feeling that as well it's sort of yeah it's a weird one because um you know my um my sound engineers always said don't don't copy the industry let them catch up with you and sometimes i didn't really understand what he kept going on about when he said that um but there's not much difference to what what it is I'm doing or what I believe Swindle's doing um, from from sort of now uh, let's say 10 years ago I think it's developed in terms of you know how good it's got and how confident um, it's sort of coming to its own but I think it feels like there's definitely been a shift mm. within what's appreciated and what's celebrated in, in a sort of mainstream context and you know I didn't really grow up uh, knowing certain musicians by full name Mm. as some of these guys are now. It's insane Mm. that, you know, you you know the name of uh, a a two player, like a tuba player, you know, like Theon Cross or, you know, the Bayer Garcia sax player or, you know, anybody playing different instruments there's almost like household names that they sort of carry and I think that's the shift that you know I've definitely seen and and in some ways been a part of um whilst bringing out my own music is just how much the appreciation for real musicianship Mm. has just come into the forefront Mm. and it's yeah it's amazing to see you know soul is definitely a part of it because um what I've seen thus far is jazz. I've seen it with grime. I've seen it with other genres. But it feels like soul is now having a, a bit of a renaissance and a bit of a moment of, yeah, this is now the, this is the cool thing to do. It's not 
necessarily anything other than, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be mm. Paul doing woman, mm. you know, mm. I was just trying to do something that I felt was mm. me and, you know, kind of the, the tunes that I like and gravitate mm. towards. But it seems like it's now the in thing to do, which is hilarious <laughs> to me, you know. It's you landed on your feet. Great, because it wasn't <laughs> deliberate. It's yeah. not. And I think people read that in the music. I think they hear it in the music. Yeah. I think it's it's about being true to what it is that you're about. And people will play catch up. They will. It, it, you might feel as though uh it's not being understood right now but i feel like it it will mm -hmm. you know if it's if it's real it will be understood mm -hmm. yeah yeah 100 percent. i just think with, with what you were just touching on there as well with musicians being appreciated as themselves without having to have uh an mc or a singer in front of them and that kind of thing being i guess appreciated by people people that aren't necessarily musicians people that people that are kind of consuming or appreciating music do you feel i feel like personally that that's that's kind of a relatively modern mm. phenomenon now and that people mm. are seeming much more open-minded musicians are much more open-minded in their approach to making music and bringing different elements from genres and backgrounds that might not have necessarily always blended before do you know what i'm getting at do you, do you feel that's going on or absolutely yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, I feel like in the, in the, our sort of recent our upbringing of music, we've not had it. But I feel like it is reminiscent of a time that I, you know, it's almost nostalgic in a way um, because we've t been told it through film and history and stuff. But I kind of feel like we never actually experienced it within our own. Uh, upbringing in music I kind of feel like when I look at certain artists today uh, musicians and stuff like it kind of reminds me of Quincy mm. Jones or Ray Charles or um, Miles Davis like it, it definitely feels like a surgence of a time that you know when music and musicians were really really appreciated and um, sort of at the forefront it's like it's come right back around and it's hit us, you know, 2019, it's hit all of us and, you know, you know, people going out in their hundreds um, and I'm confident we'll be in the thousands to see individual musicians play. Mm -hmm. And what a time to be a part of that because I think in 10, 15, 20 years time, these events will become more and more significant, you know, our performances that we did through UK and Europe, I think will only grow in significance and importance in the next two to five to 10 years and how sort of groundbreaking that was and who was on the stage and, and you know, just, just appreciating that time and us not really realising how amazing, um, you know, working with one another mm. was, especially as everyone's career begins to, flourish mm. even more it will become more important so i kind of feel like it's this it's taken a while but it, it, musicians are really really being valued at the minute mm. fantastic news for everyone isn't it i think the quality of music as well yeah it's not just not that i don't think there's anything wrong with it but you know someone with a laptop making beats you can get a certain quality of sound out of that but when you get a bunch of musicians and 
sort of talented singers in the room, something very special happens. <laughs> As I've experienced with you, actually, on a few occasions now. <laughs> oh, mate, pleasure. Yeah. Um, I, we, I recently went to see... I recommend this, if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a film called Hitsville. Hitsville. Uh, Hitsville, yes. The Motown, making of Motown. Amazing. And And it, you know... It goes through the sort of blueprint model that Berry Gordy used in order to generate those hits uh, from those individual artists. And it sort of gives you, it's quite poignant in that it's able to show you how prolific that whole time was in terms of, you know, the Supremes, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, the Jacksons. I mean, it's endless. And you kind of for, you remember, but you kind of forget. Especially, it's it's nice to see it in in you know a program like that. That's really helps you to document. Wow, that came after that, after that, after that, after that. Um, but one thing that was striking out of a lot of it is within that blueprint, it was always about getting you know the best musicians in the room together, mm. then working with one another, then vibing off one of one another. And then coming out with the best outcome. And there was a sort of, you know, there was these stages of quality control. And it was always, you know, it was always measured against, well, was this the best we could do collectively? And I think that's why that music has lasted for 60 years. Yes. Because we don't make music like that much anymore. It's very rare. Oh, um, well, in the last 10 years, say, a bunch of musicians get in a room together and it's like, you know, let's just jam and feel out what what's best and what we all love. Um, and that's partly because of how technology has been so useful. It's created all these individual sort of geniuses and producers. But, you know, there's something magical about great musicians being all in the same room at the same time together. Mm-hmm. And it's a great watch. So I, I recommend. Yeah, good shout. Uh, good shout. I've heard good, yeah, I've heard good sure. things about that, actually. Yeah, absolutely great shout. Yeah. I think, with, like you say, with technology these days, it can, be, it can feel a bit time-consuming to even take your eyes away from the screen for a minute and yeah. kind of go, hang on a minute, yeah. let's communicate in this room. Let's not worry about the platform we're recording on and let's get a vibe going. And then and then start tracking yeah. that down again. I'm just just thinking about the process with you, Joel. And I know obviously you've been working on this project um, for for quite a while now. You say you've been going on for a couple of years already. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. two and yeah, a half. Okay. So nearly three. And that's been between touring, right? I know you've been really busy over the yes. summer. We've just had. So what yeah. is there like a process with you with your with your creative process? Is there like a preferred way you, do you is that how you do it? Do you get musicians in the room, or are you working with one producer? How how's that go for you? I think um, I've had different processes over the years. You know, I kind of you know I'm not new to it in the sense of you know I've probably got beyond ten years recording now and. I've done it both ways. I've done it where it's just me and a producer and, you know, we've come out with something really solid and really amazing and it's been great. You know, woman, that's me and Swindle. Just the two of you. Um, there wasn't five musicians in the room when creating that. It was two people in yeah. the room. Got it mixed, got it mastered. I whacked it on my EP. Pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but I have been in... 
uh, I, you know, I've been a part of a process where it does involve two or three uh-huh. people, and it's just a different energy. It's a yeah. different creative space, and I really, I think, as a performer, I respond to that more. Mm-hmm. I think um, what I've learned in the last two years is how much performance really is a part of what mm-hmm. I do, yeah, and uh, you know, I feel I'm at my best probably when I'm performing those songs. Um, and it's just it's just knowing that about yourself as an artist. Uh, you get to know your strengths, you get to know your weaknesses, and you get to know what it is that you're kind of contributing in terms of, you know, the music scene and the, the pool, as it were, you know, and, and what it is that I do. And I think what I've what I've been able to nail over the last especially over the last year is, is identifying what it is I bring to the table, which is the fire, it's the <laughs> yes, fireworks. It <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel like, <laughs> you know, um, give, you know, I'm past the match and just, just strike it. Cause I, I can't, I can't express nothing but passion in that yeah. moment. Um, it's, I almost can't help it. It's, it's, it's intoxicating and, I just sort of go in a, a bit of a red mist mm. in in experiencing that. I, you know, it's an amazing, incredible feeling being amongst the crowd and playing with exceptional musicians. And you know, it's it's a really freeing thing for me. And I feel that's when I'm at my most creative. I think the process in working with other musicians is definitely something that I I'm, I'm gonna explore more as I create more and more you know bodies of work I feel like that process is something that I'm going to lend myself a lot more mm. to um because the results have been really really good to mm. me mm. and yeah I feel like I've done my best stuff doing that so yeah and just just a little note for the for the listeners there if you haven't seen Joel live you need to make sure you go <laughs> make sure you go and do that because it is it is like a fireworks show. <laughs> I remember that from uh, from I think that show you were talking about where we hadn't actually met before. I didn't know what to expect, and it all was sort of unfolded yeah. in front front of me. It was quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't chuck my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, not me. <laughs> amazing. Um, cool. I just want to think about your music and and, and what we can expect because I know you've been cooking it for a while, and I've had little. I've, yeah. I've been lucky enough to hear little odds and ends of it in the studio where where we've sort of bumped into each other with Swindle yeah. up in London, and I've heard quite a lot of funk sort of elements in it. Is that is that something you consciously focused on, or is that like a natural thing that came out? Or I think I think it was more natural and and a progression from what we started with woman and and caroline no i kind of felt there wasn't a specific a specific genre other than um we just want to make it a classic sounding record right i think that was the mantra that's been the sort of core thing throughout because you know i'm inspired by everyone you know from al green marvin gay to James uh-huh. Brown and um, naturally quite a lot of music with Sly and the Family okay, Stone. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it, it, there there are so much. There's so many genres within that: gospel, uh-huh. funk, soul, jazz. Um, 
that you, it's really hard to pin down you know right i really want to make a soul record i think yeah it is soul definitely but you know the inspiration definitely comes from it just been it's sounding classic and it's sounding integral and and it, the, the music sort of going in a direction that it kind of that's the vibe we was on that day sometimes it's a bit funky sometimes it's a it's a bit gospely sometimes it's a bit you know a bit more crooner and a bit more solely and you know, those are different shades, I suppose, of my vocal that mm. you know, I've been trying to harness and um, get right throughout this period of making the record. So, yeah, I'd say it's very much just trying to make a classic yeah. sounding album. Okay. I guess which would naturally have a lot of elements from those kinds of genres anyway. Um, For sure. You mentioned gospel. I remember um, Kieran Guy, who's the Swindle drummer. Yes. You, you guys went to church together, right? Is that right? Yeah. We did, yeah, yeah. So we grew up together in the same church. Um, knew his family, his family knew mine, very, very, very close. Um, and we kind of grew up in a in an environment where it was just standard to be really, really right. good. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that me or Kieran was really looked at um, as those individuals that are really, really amazing. It, you know, it was really, really competitive. And in some ways it was brilliant because what it allowed you to do is it allowed you to comparatively know where you were at, what you needed to work on. Well, yeah. Um, how strong, you know, and fierce that, you know, as a performer, you really, really should be. But at the same time, it could be quite in all honesty, quite stifling. Um, and, you know, you needing that clarity, you know, speaking personally, I needing, needed that clarity in understanding what it was that I needed to say and what I was trying to do as an artist, not so much technically how impressive I was, but, you know, understanding that an artist is so much more than just a, an ability uh -huh. to perform and, and to play something. And um, it was a great time. It was a really, really great time. And I remember... Uh, getting, I think we, you know, getting the foundation and some of the fundamentals of how music is and how it operates and how to get, you know, you know what those sweet spots mm, are. Mm. Um, because gospel really, you know, it it translates. I think, I think, um, even if you're not religious and if you're not a believer as such in particular, God. Um, I think gospel music does have an overwhelming feeling mm -hmm. attached to it, it um, and sentiment that a lot of people, even if they're not religious, can feel and understand. Mm. And um, I hear that in Al Green's music. Mm. I hear the gospel in it straight off the mm. bat. I hear, you know, the church and the conviction in what he's saying yeah. and the belief and the passion that comes out through those chords and the melodies and the the, the, the singing and it's you know it's a lot of where my music stems mm. from you can you can definitely hear that and actually i remember kieran actually saying to me that if in doubt stop playing from the head and play from the heart a little bit more and i think that's yeah. that's kind of almost absolutely the message yeah. of gospel music isn't it it's almost kind of it's something that you feel and i think as long as you're feeling something that you feel mm. something that is uh f freeing and almost a release a sense of release um especially in pain and mm. strife and not necessarily understanding all the time um 
it's you know there's a there's a communication going on through that music and um don't get me wrong though if you didn't sound good you'd know about it because <laughs> your mic would be turned down and like you know hilariously um you know there was practice uh like a a, a choir practice um you know where you know the the choir director or the pastor uh you know they they'd signal the sound guy at the back and and let and let them know if if any harmonies was mm-hmm. you know out of key or anything going on that wasn't supposed to you'd be turned you'd be turned down mate 100% so maybe that's why gospel is so sharp though as well right because it's not just it's not just the soulful way of playing it's kind of that discipline and that week in week out practice that comes through in it as well absolutely I lived there mate (laughs) you know it was prayer meetings on Tuesdays uh you know, youth club on Thursdays, Sundays all day, it, you know, and that's day in, day out. Wow. So, you know, you are immersed within the community yeah. and you're immersed with the music and the the message of 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 gospel. And it's, you know, I, I don't go church as much now, but, uh, you know, I feel very rooted in having that musicality early, very early in my, in my understanding of music yeah. and late in that, to rock and soul and you know experiencing some other values. you know it's all, it's all a bit of a mix now yeah know, which is great it's really 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 cool brilliant brilliant and I feel just one thing another thing I've, I've got a few more questions for you and then I'll tie up I've had you for a little while now Joel I know you're cool, a busy mate. man um, one good. little thing I wondered about actually is just just going back to when we were talking about when you were on the road, not just on with your band, but also with Swindle, with DJ Yoda, and then you're going back and you're doing sessions on the on the record you're working on. You're a very very gen- energetic performer. Um, do you sort of ever crash, <laughs> basically? And where is where do you find <laughs> that energy from? Does, does church help that, or you know, it's kind of? Um, that's a good question because a lot of people within uh, my little my little team were. You know, they're constantly worried about whether I'm uh, getting enough rest, <laughs> what I'm up to, what I'm doing, because it feels like I'm moving a million miles yeah. an hour. I don't know. I take it all in my stride. I feel like I conserve energy a lot. I don't know if you noticed being on that bus. I, you know, I slept. I slept a bit, and you know, I think leading up to a performance, I'll get quieter and right, quieter. Yeah. That's kind of my general. You know, I kind of noticed that I was doing it even before I realised I was consciously doing so it. It wasn't a conscious decision that, to, to conserve energy. You were just doing it naturally. I think I was conserving naturally, just going through a process of conserving energy because I knew I was about to expel everything, and you know, just getting quiet and quiet and stiller and stiller, uh, leading up to the shows. Uh, you know, in terms of the time and people are like just sort of being in conversations where I'm like, this feels like a really chatty conversation. And it's not, it's not that it is yeah. at yeah. all. It's just that I'm not talking. <laughs> yeah. Cause... And I kind of caught myself, oh, right, that's what you're doing. You're not speaking. You're not, re- you're, you know, engaged or focused in uh, conserving or, you know, just restraining a lot of the energy that's there. So that, it, you know, there is, there are points um, of when it comes to it, you know, I'm able to just give everything. Don't get me wrong. 
there have been several moments on stage where I felt I'm going to pass out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. And I've tried my best to keep fit and to have a level of um, stamina whilst performing so that it's like I've got, you know, got something left in the tank. But, you know, that I'm 100% admitting there have been there have been several moments where I thought as mid mid note, you know, hitting something, doing yeah. something on the floor, whatever it is, I'm going to absolutely pass yeah. out. You, you um, set the bar as well, I haven't you? Thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, not yet. <laughs> not yet. But, uh, yeah, it did. I think the adrenaline of the music as well, the crowd of people, you know, you do things that you would never ordinarily do yeah. and behave in ways that you would never ordinarily behave. It's almost like a split personality in in that, you know, this my demeanours on stage is not how well, I am. I've noticed at that all. very much so, yeah. Um, You're very calm. Yeah, it's sort of chilled out. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, different. Yeah. So um yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well again, just to remind the listeners, if you if you haven't yet seen Joel Culpepper live, I urge you to get out there and do so. Um on that note actually Joel, have you, have you got any yeah, shows mate. coming up? Or is it kind of lockdown um, studio time at the moment? It's kind of quietened down that, you know, I've got one more show uh, in Belgium, uh, end of November, 29th of November. And um, it's kind of, it's you know, I was, I was going to maybe do a, a couple of shows here or there, but I, I've kind of realised that actually sometimes less mm-hmm. is more. And, um, you know, not just for me, but for the boys as well. We've been really active this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice time to sort of, for me to focus really on the the work at hand, getting that through the door, over the line, um, giving the boys a bit of a rest and and time for us to really come back together and sort of gel gel again with this new material. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to rest um, and be at a point of reflection Mm -hmm. as well in how you can do things stronger, better next time round, you know, how the show can improve. And sometimes when you're constantly on the road, constantly on the move, you're not able to do those things. You're not able to see where it can sort of get even better and even, you know, more engaging with the people. So I feel like, you know, we've done an, an incredible amount of shows this year. We've been a part of some amazing festivals throughout the summer um, including Stevie Wonder's High Park. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's now time to just sort of, you know, hibernate for a little bit and uh, live with some of these new mm-hmm. tunes that, you know, myself and several producers have, have, have been a part of in, in its making and, you know, come back fresh 2020 and letting the world hear it. Amazing. Can't wait, mate. And um, on that note, have you... This is probably like the worst question ever to ask someone that's working on a record. <laughs> but have you got any idea about yeah. when, when we can expect it at all? Um, no. Okay, in a word, no. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but what I, what I have got, um, I haven't got a release date as such, but I have got a single coming out very, oh, very cool. soon. Okay. Uh, with another producer called Rodinho, and it will be out via Warp. And um, it's a great track. It's an absolute, you know, if you love your soul, uh, 
you know, it's got elements that I feel are very reminiscent of some of the artists that I've loved for so, so long. Um, really classic in its sound and super proud. It's called Sheriff and it will be out very, very soon. So, Brilliant. yeah. Um, Keep your radars on. That will be out this side Sheriff, of the year. Sheriff well. out this year. Joel Culpepper. Who's, who's on production Sheriff. for that one? Uh, Rodinho. So it's a joint, joint um, release. Rodinho and myself and... Uh, Song's called Sheriff, and yeah, it's, it's really proud of it. Really super uh, tune, man. Amazing, great vibe. Be sure to ping it yeah. down, and we'll play it on one BTN. Circulate it amongst yeah, the DJs, yeah. mate. Wicked <laughs> quality. Well, listen, Joel, thank you so much for your time today, mate. Really appreciate it. It's all right, and mate. Hopefully, I'll see you anytime. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Um, is there anything else you wanted to plug whilst we're here? Um. Only that you're one of the best guitarists <laughs> in town, mate. That's, that's, <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'll slip you that fiver. That's, that's about it. That's about it. And the brilliant teammate. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, um, actually, I remember when you actually converted me, I used to think that um, milking first was the devil's work. It's <laughs> isn't it? But, um, but no. You know, it's, it's controversial, still controversial. I'm aware of that. Several people have uh, informed me of how controversial it is, but I promise once you go, once you do that first, uh, you won't go back. And um, there's no scum or mutt on your tea when you put the milk in first. <laughs> Just saying. I'm a convert, people. Ever. You might be too. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Listen, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in touch soon. Appreciate you coming on the show with me today. And. Uh, that's all right, mate. Anytime. All right, cheers, man. Take it easy, Joel. Right, nice one. Nice Bless you, mate. So there you have it. Thank you again for listening. The gentleman and the amazing singer that is Joel Culpepper. Keep your ears to the ground for the project that he's been working on. There's a lot of love gone into that, I assure you. This has been Jay Felix with the Whole Again Hooligan podcast. Stay locked for the next one, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on the road at some point.